自己设计、打造的成见。President Tsai Ing-wen's speech at the launch of Taiwan's first indigenous submarine is accompanied by background music. The staff at DPP presidential candidate Vice President Lai Ching-te's campaign headquarters have released a new campaign video that depicts the last eight years of Taiwan's economic growth and also highlights bills the DPP has promoted that advance human rights, such as same-sex marriage. Taiwan has really made great progress in the past eight years. We have seen so many situations that have been completely transformed. We have completed four main welfare policies for farmers, consisting of three insurances and one pension. Our budget for our long-term care 2.0 policy has grown from 5 billion NT to 80 billion NT, and we've raised the basic wage eight times, successfully saying goodbye to the era of 22,000 NT a month from the Ma Ying-jeou days. In terms of economic performance, our GDP has continued to grow, and this year is expected to break the 23 trillion NT mark. Compared with recent videos from KMT presidential candidate Ho Yoi's camp that continually attack Ho's opponents, Lai put the focus on himself, describing his past achievements in governance and the outlook for the future. On Christmas Eve, Lai also paid a surprise and secret visit to a Beitou kindergarten wearing a red Santa hat. Maybe we can't choose what past we have, but we can face a bright future with hard work and love for each other within society. The children rushed to take pictures with our vice president Lai, and they were very excited. They even hugged him, and his security detail was extremely relaxed, as yesterday was a very warm gathering. In the final sprint of the election campaign, Lai is launching promotions that give him a friendly and positive image as he strives to win the election on January 13th. A group of students has successfully reached its goal of 600,000 NT to offer cheap transport for young people to go home and vote on election day. Young adults aged 20 to 25 can join the program to get a return ticket to their hometowns to vote for just 113 NT. All in all, there will be a total of 31 coach bus routes available, but more may be added if donations reach 700,000 NT. Let's hear from the group. All in all, we are offering more than 900, almost 1,000 coach bus tickets. If we raise more than 700,000 NT, we will add routes from the south to central Taiwan. And if we reach 800,000 NT, we will first of all add routes to the east coast, because getting from Taipei to Hualien and Taichung is not that easy. If you don't get tickets for the day, you might have to consider routes that have transfers. But with transfers, the trip may take half a day or even a full day. So that makes it even more difficult for younger people to return home to vote. The initiative is also offering discounted plane and ferry tickets to the outlying islands. According to the Central Election Commission, about 4.8 million people aged 20 to 35 are eligible to vote in the upcoming elections. That's about a quarter of the electorate. Among them, 1.02 million are eligible to cast a vote for the first time. 77 countries around the world have reported cases of African swine fever, a highly contagious disease with a high mortality rate for pigs. Taiwan is not one of those countries, and as such, is directing efforts at keeping the nation free of the virus. 
On Monday, Premier Chen Jianren headed to Taoyuan International Airport to inspect border quarantine procedures and thanked officials who were keeping the disease from entering Taiwan. One by one, there are checks of cabin luggage belonging to travelers arriving from areas with African swine fever. Every piece is checked thoroughly by staff at Taoyuan International Airport. Today, Premier Chen Jianren happens to be here together with Acting Minister of Agriculture Chen Junji to inspect these procedures. A quarantine dog with a vest is ready to get to work, but not before Premier Chen crouches down to give it a good pet. Chen also listened to a presentation on the operations. With the Lunar New Year soon coming up, a large amount of Taiwanese business people are expected to return to Taiwan from abroad, possibly carrying meat products that could bring in the disease. During the holidays, people tend to bring in more meat products. So everyone must stay alert, especially since China's African swine fever epidemic is getting quite severe. About 83% of the items stopped at quarantine from China. And in China, a new variant of the virus has emerged. This new variant is more contagious. African swine fever continues to sweep the world. According to the Central Emergency Operations Center, 77 countries around the world have reported cases of the disease. In Asia, China is seeing a severe epidemic, and only Taiwan and Japan have managed to keep the disease out. Premier Chen thanked frontline workers for their hard work. We recently were considered to be free of foot and mouth disease. And thanks to all your efforts, Taiwan continues to be the only area in Asia to be free from African swine fever together with Japan. I'd like to thank all the agencies involved for working together on this. You have truly done a great job. Chen asked the quarantine staff to ramp up their efforts. He also reminded the general public to follow the rules and not bring meat products into Taiwan to keep African swine fever at bay. An expert at the Taiwan Institute of Economic Research says Taiwan's economy could grow more than 3 percent in 2024. The scholar says that exports could drive growth in the manufacturing sector as performance in the construction and services sector recovers. He also commented on China's recent removal of tariff relief on 12 Taiwanese petrochemical imports, saying the move would have a limited effect on Taiwan industry. With just about three weeks to go to Election Day, China is using ECFA to put pressure on Taiwan. Last week, Beijing announced it was suspending tariff relief on 12 petrochemical products covered by the Cross-Strait Trade Agreement. Observers have voiced concern that the move could deliver a blow to Taiwan's industry. Actually, the 12 kinds of products affected account for a very small share of Taiwan's exports, so the impact will be rather small. China has also leaked some rumours about trade barriers, but industry players are already gradually responding to a possible situation. For now, it may be the petrochemical industry, but next time it could be machinery or other products. China wasn't doing anything before, but it's decided to take action now. Zhang Jianyi from the Taiwan Institute of Economic Research says China is clearly trying to intervene in Taiwan politics. He says that the affected petrochemical exports account for a small share of the goods shipped to China, so Beijing's move has been a warning bell for Taiwan businesses. 
in related news, with 2023 coming to an end, will 2024 usher in economic recovery? According to Tia, Taiwan's economy stands a good chance at growing by more than 3% next year. Next year's trade growth will be even better than this year's, so Taiwan's exports could drive growth in the manufacturing sector. Tia expects Taiwan's GDP growth rate to exceed 3%. Our manufacturing, service and construction industries will likely get better and better. But the speed of improvement depends on international demand. The global economic downturn has also affected Taiwan, which has been caught in a double storm of inflation and recession. With the year coming to an end and recovery on the horizon, experts are optimistic about the economy in 2024, partly also thanks to the elections and an expansion of investments. Earlier this month, Taiwan's Queen of Badminton, Dai Jing, won her fourth BWF World Tour Finals title. Dai had been on the verge of elimination at the championship, but ultimately earned herself a spot in the semis, defeating South Korea's An Se-young and Spain's Carolina Marine. Last week, the BWF posted a video about the win on its official social media feed, with UK commentator Ben Beckham saying that the Queen is back. Let's hear what he said. Queen is back. Now, I know what some of you might be thinking. She was never gone. And yes, you're right. This year, Tai Ziying has been very consistent, even winning the Asia Championships. And on top of this, you only have to go back one year for her last Super 1000. The fact is, Tai Ziying played a great World Tour Finals, especially her semi-final and final, and thoroughly deserved the championship. That, I'm sure, we can all agree on. Before the World Tour Finals, Dai had played at 12 championships in a row without winning any trophies. And over in the Asian Games in Hangzhou, she crashed out of the tournament before the quarterfinals. Beckham says that although Dai hasn't had a huge trophy haul this year, her performance at the World Tour Finals was stellar. If you're a Taiwan passport holder and you're heading to Cuba, you might want to consider rescheduling your trip. Last week, on December 21st, a Taiwanese national traveled into Cuba from Mexico but was denied entry at the border. The traveler says she was turned away due to Cuba's new rule to not recognize Taiwan passports and only accept Chinese ones. A few days later, a family of Taiwanese Canadians was also repatriated after trying to enter Cuba on their Taiwanese passports. Taiwan's Ministry of Foreign Affairs says it has looked into the matter but has not found any evidence of a new rule regarding Taiwan passports in any official sources in Cuba. It says that while the matter is being cleared up, it's best to postpone any travel to the Caribbean country. The top athletes of the year have been named at the Sports Elite Awards ceremony. Among them, judo star Yang Yongwei was named Taiwan's top male athlete for the third year in a row. Joining him was fellow judoka Lian Zhenling, who nabbed the award for best sportswoman. Meanwhile, Gu Xiaoshuang, a champ in women's karate, won a best award for best sportsmanship. A special award went to Hao Hong, who won Taiwan's first ever gold medal in Go at the Hangzhou Asian Games. Yang Yongwei. <laughs> Judo champ Yang Yongwei, who won Taiwan's 100th gold medal at the Hangzhou Asian Games, defeated the likes of sports stars Li Zhikai, Xu Yuxiao, Lai Zhuen, and Lai Guanjie to be named Taiwan's top male athlete for the third time in a row. 
惊奇的一年。This year has really been a year of surprises. For me, this is so incredible that I'm suddenly at a loss for words. Yang said he encountered a low point this year and had been constantly seeking a breakthrough. He thanked his family for being his strongest support. The best female athlete for this year is also a judoka. 得奖的是连真玲 ，35-year-old judo star Lian Zhenling, who also won a gold medal at the Hangzhou Asian Games, edged out the likes of Lin Yuting, Li Mengzhu, Gu Xiaoshuang, and Zhang Zhuhan. At the time of the ceremony, Lian was in Japan, so her mother accepted the award on her behalf. Never let anyone tell you that you have passed your prime. Age is just a number. Don't stop with what you originally wanted to do, or give up on your dreams just because other people think you are not up to it. Women's karate champ Gu Xiaoshuang, who won a gold medal in the Hangzhou Asian Games, won an award for best sportsmanship. While the best sports team was Taiwan's men's three-on-three basketball team at the Hangzhou Asian Games, Xu Haohong, who won Taiwan's first gold medal in Go at the Hangzhou Asian Games, also received a special award. Every now and then, doping scandals and athlete disqualifications capture international headlines. In a bid to tackle the problem at the root, the Federation of Taiwan Pharmacists Associations has announced it will soon launch a network of consultants to respond to any queries regarding forbidden substances in sports. All of the professionals have undergone training with the federation, which certified 142 pharmacists in Taiwan. Contact details will be released next year, with services available at hospitals and local pharmacies. Let's hear from the federation. Many cold medicines, traditional Chinese formulas, and health supplements contain substances that affect athletes' performances. It can even get their medals revoked. One is the The first one is long-acting beta antagonists, which are used to expand the airways to treat coughs and asthma. But they are not a drug that can just be used at any time. So athletes should be especially aware that they are not allowed. Many common medicines contain banned substances, such as pseudoephedrine, which is commonly used to treat nasal congestion. Many traditional Chinese formulas may contain banned stimulants like ephedrine, which is present in ingredients such as ephedra and pinea. Seemingly innocuous medications such as long-acting beta agonists used to treat asthma or ingredients such as lotus seed extract and wild ginger also contain banned substances. The federation hopes that its network of experts will help athletes navigate the complicated matter of banned substances, so they don't accidentally get booted from competitions. The tourism administration is continuing its efforts to support cycling-friendly tourism. Many hostel owners recently gathered for a conference on how to make travelers' hostels more accessible for cyclists. The administration's website collates information about bike-friendly accommodation. It also has backed many other cycling events in recent years, including cycling events at Taiwan's most popular destinations, such as Sun Moon Lake. A cycling holiday combines sport and nature, affording leisurely views of some of Taiwan's most beautiful landscapes. It's a top choice for those who want to tour the island. 
The Tourism Administration wants to provide better lodging for cyclists and invited hostel owners from all around the country to this conference to co-create a cycling-friendly tourist culture. We want bicycle users to get accessible service when they use travel services. The Tourism Administration has been promoting cycling tourism for over 10 years, with international events including the Taiwan KOM Challenge, Formosa 900 and the Sun Moon Lake Come Bike Day. Since their efforts to promote bike accessible hostels began in 2010, more than 5,000 hostels have joined the scheme. The Tourism Administration wants to make cycling compatible with top destinations all over Taiwan and to spark a cycling tourist boom. The administration has also created a cycling-friendly hostel section on its website, collating information on accessible hostels for bike users, where bikes can be brought into the traveller's room and kept safely overnight. The educational results of the annual Summer Learning Fund School were celebrated at a recent prize ceremony. The program involves thousands of children in a wide range of educational opportunities through the summer holiday. Minister of Education Pan Wenzhong was on hand to give prizes to award-winning young filmmakers who told stories about their summers on video. There were also demonstrations of robotics, language learning, song, and dance. Tapping the beat out, children sing a song in Taiwanese, showing off what they learned in their summer at school. These students from Beigang Junior High are playing YouTubers, introducing local culinary specialties in English. The K-12 Education Administration organized many different classes for the Summer Learning Fund School. They included language lessons in English, Taiwanese, Hakka, and Taiwan's Austronesian languages. More than 30,000 children all over Taiwan joined the program. Each school and class held different activities. Achievements in the sciences were also a big highlight. The robots battle it out to see who can trip the other over first. They were created by the students at Beigang, who designed everything from their outer appearance to their coding. At the beginning in June and July, we didn't know any coding at all. But the teacher taught us step by step some of the principles. This shovel can use leverage to flip over its opponent's car. These students made a film of their summer learning to submit to the film storytelling competition. 23 entries won prizes, which were personally awarded by Minister of Education Pan Wenzhong. Teachers have thrown themselves into the project with a lot of passion at so many schools to give the children a more joyful summer. The Summer Learning Fund School has run for nine years in a row, giving children rich opportunities for learning and expanding their horizons during the long summer holidays. If you want to go fishing but don't want to get wet and dirty, there's the Fishing Room. A hotel at Liri Lake in Nantos Puli Township has come up with rooms that allow you to fish from the comfort of your balcony. What's even more appealing is that they'll clean and cook the fish you catch. Not long after an overhead cast, a good-sized fish is caught and reeled in. 
这是大概几斤啊？几张抓看几斤？ The happy angler has caught a marble goby, but wait, he is not standing on shore, but on a balcony. People who enjoy fishing are like this. When they see a lake, they just want to take out their fishing rod and try their luck. I didn't expect that there'd be marble goby and other fish species here. I can stay here and enjoy the beautiful scenery. It's very beautiful here. Push open the sliding door, and hotel guests can just walk out onto the balcony and start fishing with the scenery of the lake and mountains in the backdrop. What more could you ask for? 来这边钓到的鱼呢，鱼种非常的多哈，像有时像是这个。You can catch many kinds of fish here. Sometimes you catch red devil cichlid, jaguar cichlid, or marble goby. We get many inquiries about the fishing rooms. And you don't need to worry about cleaning the fish you catch. The chef at the hotel does it for you and serves it for your next meal. If it's something like marble goby, I recommend steaming it. If it's like jaguar cichlid, it can be steamed or fried. If it's giant mudfish, I'd recommend preparing it with the three-cup method. Located next to Liu Lake in Nantou County, this hotel has come up with the fishing rooms that cater to fishers who prefer to fish from the comfort of their rooms.